take our text tonight from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, starting in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, we'll read verses 12 through 18. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as, is, as it hath pleased him. The human body is an amazing thing. From the time you woke up this morning until now and for the rest of the evening, your body works together to get you going throughout the day. Your heart pumps the blood your muscles expand and contract to help you move. Your eyes tell you what's in front of you. Your ears tell you what's around you. The brain keeps it all moving somehow. All of this happens without us really thinking about it. Until something goes wrong. The moment something goes wrong, suddenly our attention shifts and we start thinking about what went wrong. Maybe you stub your toe. And you weren't thinking about that toe five seconds ago, but you're thinking about it now. The smallest cut on your finger will make you pay more attention to that finger. Even something as small as an eyelash in your eye will make you think about something that seemed so small just before. Have you ever lost your voice? I remember in college, I got sick for, I think it may have been a couple weeks, right at the beginning of a semester, and I was well enough to, to go to school still, different times than today perhaps, but I could hardly swallow and I could hardly speak. And it's rather hard to answer a question in class or ask a question in class if you can't speak. I remember one of the classes we were introducing ourselves, we were supposed to stand up and tell our names and I guess a little bit about ourselves and and I could speak a little bit, so I, I told the person next to me, I said, you're going to have to help me, you know, you're going to have to introduce me because I, I can't do it. And so he stood up and he says, this is Greg, he can't speak. And I thought, well, okay, close enough. But, you know, when I got better... I was so glad to do things that I took for granted just before, to be able to swallow and to speak. We take it for granted until it goes wrong. But the body has many parts that all work together to help you function. I read that there there are 78 different types of organs in the human body. 78. And they serve a variety of purposes, helping you breathe or see or smell. Some of them, if if they go wrong, you'll make it. Others, maybe not so much. But regardless of how many organs or parts there are to our body, it is still one body. 
Paul here in our text draws a comparison between the human body and the body of Christ. He says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. You see, the body of Christ is made up of many members as well. We all have different skills, different roles, different personalities, but we are one body. And as we heard on Sunday, it's important to have unity among the members of the body. But despite being many members, each one is important. Verse 15, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? You wouldn't want your feet to just abandon you, thinking if I'm not going to be the hand, I'm out. He says, if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? He goes on to say, if, if all you were was an eye, you wouldn't be able to hear very well. And if you were all just a nose, you wouldn't be able to see. You could take this different ways. If you were only one part of the whole, that wouldn't be the complete picture. You wouldn't be the full body. You would just be one member. So each part is important. We need all the parts to make up the whole body. But in the body of Christ, perhaps sometimes we don't feel as important as another. Perhaps you don't feel like in the physical body a foot or a hand or an eye. Maybe you feel like one of the lesser members of the body. Maybe you're a young person and you feel like, what can I do in the body of Christ? But I think back to a boy who gave Jesus his lunch. Five small loaves, two fish. What can Jesus do with just a small boy's lunch? And they found out that day that Jesus can feed 5,000 people with one lunch. Maybe you don't feel like you have an important role in the church. Maybe you're doing what you can, but you think, what does it really matter? I think of Dorcas, we read about in Acts. We don't read a whole lot about Dorcas. We read that she was a charitable woman. She made coats for people. And when she passed away, it was a great loss. And the Lord saw fit to raise her from the dead through Peter because she mattered to him. Maybe you feel like your useful years are behind you. Maybe you serve the Lord in some capacity or another in, in the past, and now things have changed. I think of the widow that was preparing her last meal for her and her son. And the Lord saw that widow, and the Lord used that widow to sustain Elijah and the widow and her son throughout a drought. The Lord is not limited to situations, to personalities, to skill sets. The Lord gave us what we have and who we are, and the Lord wants to use that in the body of Christ. Think about the different roles that went into tonight's service. When you came, the usher greeted you, opened the door for you. There was the instrumentalists, the vocalists, the music leader, there was people who gave testimonies, 
people running the sound system, people running the slides. And before you even came tonight, somebody was cleaning the church. All of those are different roles, different people, serving the same body of Christ. And you might sit here and think, well, but I didn't do any of those. And I would ask, why would all of those be done if you weren't here, either in person or online? Without a congregation, there's no service. And if you take an active role in the service, if you sing, if you pray before, during, after the service, you are a part of the service. Even at home, singing on the couch, you can be a part of the service. Each one is important. But everyone can't do the same job. Reading down a little bit later in the chapter, verses 27 and 28. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. God gives different gifts, different roles to different people with the intention that all of us work together to serve the Lord in whatever role he has given us to do. The early church ran into this early on, ran into the need for different roles. Reading in Acts, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 1, says, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. You see, the apostles recognized that they simply couldn't do everything. It wasn't that the work of serving the widows was beneath them, but they already had a full-time job in the roles that they were in. And we see how important this other job was and that it wasn't beneath them because they didn't just pick anybody to do it. They picked people who were dedicated to the Lord, who were full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. They chose seven qualified individuals to fill the need of the church. But what if everyone that they asked said, no, if I can't be an apostle or a preacher in the church, I don't want to do it. What would happen in the early church? I think one of two things would happen. Either the widows didn't get served and the problem would get worse, or the apostles would say, okay, well, it needs to be done. We'll do it. But they would have had to sacrifice 
what they were already doing, and the spiritual welfare of the early church would have suffered. Instead, these seven men were willing, and it says, the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. When you're willing to do whatever the Lord asks of you, big or small, it helps the gospel move forward. Every role is important. However, if every role is important, that means each one of us needs to do our role to the best of our ability. What happens when one part of the body isn't functioning at its best? Well, first you pay attention to that part and it it becomes a distraction. But ultimately, you cannot function at full capacity. Maybe you can do most things depending on the severity of the issue, but ultimately you are inhibited if a part of your body isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. If a part of the body isn't functioning at its best, even in the spiritual body of Christ, perhaps we can't do as much as we could otherwise do. The Lord will still move and accomplish what he wants to accomplish, but we want to be careful that each one of us as individuals is doing our part to help move the gospel forward, whatever that looks like for each one of us. We want the gospel and the body of Christ to be operating at maximum capacity, so to speak. The gospel is not just for pastors. It's not just for ministers. It's for each one. God wants each one to be saved, but God wants each one to go on to sanctification, to the baptism of the Holy Ghost in whatever role you are in. Perhaps you feel like, well, if I'm not in this role, I don't really need that for myself. God's word would say otherwise. God's word says those are for all of us, not just the pastor or the minister or the music leader. Those are for everyone in the body of Christ so that the gospel can move forward. Each of us is responsible for our own spiritual lives. And God wants each of us to take the truths of his word and apply them to our lives each and every day. Sometimes you might feel discouraged. And we heard Sunday morning a beautiful sermon about how we can encourage each other. And when one is feeling down, the other can lift him up. Just like uh, they lifted Moses' hands in the battle. And that's one of the beautiful benefits of the body of Christ. But you know, sometimes just being faithful can be an encouragement to those around you. Maybe more than you realize. And that goes for young and old alike. I had somebody tell me one time that I don't remember the exact words, but basically that the young people were an encouragement to him, and he was a bit older than I was. Young people, you can be an encouragement. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, you can be an encouragement to those before you that look and say, you know what, the gospel is in good hands. The church is going to move forward. And older saints, you can be an encouragement to the younger ones. That they can see your lives 
and say that's how to be faithful over the years. And it doesn't have to be up and down that the gospel will keep you to the end. We can all be an encouragement to those around us. My mind goes to Elijah. And he had just won a great victory, but he found himself at the the lowest point in his life. And he's talking to the Lord, and the Lord says, there are 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. Those 7,000 had no idea the encouragement they were to Elijah at that time. In Hebrews 11, we read about the heroes of faith. We read about the amazing works that the Lord did through them. Noah building the ark. Abraham willing to sacrifice Isaac. Moses leading the people through the Red Sea. And it goes through the list of people, and it says there's others that we don't have time to list. It says, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. But what about Enoch? What did Enoch do? He's one of the first ones listed. Verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. And he was listed as a hero of faith. At the end of the day, We may have different roles, different responsibilities, different skills, but we all have the same responsibility in one sense, and that is to please God. Whatever that means for each one of us, whatever he asks us to do, our job is to please God. Maybe things have changed over the years for you. Maybe your role has changed. Maybe the past few months have changed your role in one shape or another. God is saying to each one of us to do what he has called us to do in the fashion that he has called us to do it, and ultimately just to please him. If you will please God by serving him with your whole heart, you will be a hero of faith just like Enoch, ultimately, because God will be pleased and you will have the same reward for your faith that Enoch did. God will reward faithful service, as long as we will do all that he asks us to do. Psalms 605.